0: Love Talk Radio
1: Welcome to Last First Date Radio featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating and mating in midlife and now here's your host Sandy
0: Weiner Hello everybody this is Sandy and I am the confidence communication and love coach for women over 40 Every Tuesday, I love bringing you top experts and cutting-edge authors who teach you how to sustain and attract healthy relationships. Today, I am going to be speaking with relationship coach, Gallen Erickson, about creating a culture of empowered, compassionate manhood. That's the kind of manhood we like, so I can't wait to talk to Gallen about this. And what, uh, what I find is... Uh, in this age demographic is there's a lot of, uh, giving up on dating. There's a lot of confusion about masculine and feminine and how we all show up in dating as, you know, are, are we too masculine as women are men, you know, going so far to the other extreme that they're becoming more feminine and we're all turning each other off. So I'm excited to talk to gallon today and hear what he has to say. Um, Every week I do bring you a tip on how to be a woman of value. And this week's tip is step number 16, which is don't make assumptions. Assumptions make an ass of you and me, as they say. And um, as Henry Winkler said, assumptions are the termites of relationships. And I love that one because we just start eating away at each other when we make assumptions. and, And instead, I encourage you all to look at the facts, see what you actually know, and only rely on the knowledge you have in a relationship. And when you don't know something, don't fill in the blanks. Ask questions, get curious, so much better. Um, So I hope you take away step number 16, don't make assumptions. I wanted to give a shout out for my Woman of Value live retreat. This is my annual event, and it's filling up we are going to be closing the doors soon uh, I think on Sunday and uh, around November 1st and um, tomorrow October 25th is the last day to get the $100 off discount so if you are interested in becoming the woman of value who attracts her best partner by learning to speak up show up and take responsibility for her emotions This is a woman who understands men, and she doesn't make assumptions. She starts asking good questions. She does not sabotage her love life. And you really can take back your control in dating by controlling what you can and giving up control of what you can't. I just did a whole video on that. So if you want to come to this retreat, please don't hesitate, or you will lose your spot. The way to join is to go to my website, lastfirstdate.com forward slash slash retreat, lastfirstdate.com forward slash retreat, and join today. And if you are not yet in my Facebook group, my private Facebook group, Your Last First Date, join us. Join us after the show. This is a fabulous place to be. We are almost 2,000 women strong, and the conversation is always positive, supportive, and quite juicy. Now it is time to introduce our special guest today, Galen Erickson. He is a men's work facilitator and a relationship coach. He is committed to dismantling toxic masculinity and creating a culture of empowered, compassionate manhood. His work as a dating and relationship coach focuses on identifying self-limiting stories and practicing following the heart towards genuine connection. I love it. Please join me now for episode number 277, Empowering People to Connect with Consent, Compassion, and Courage. Welcome to the show, Galen. Hello, hello. 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 Consent, right? compassion, and courage.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's, sounds good, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, it sounds great. Um, so let's first define consent. Well, look, before we even go there, I always like to know. I'm just a curious person. How did you get into this business? Oh, um, uh,
1: basically, let's see, high level. I was. Um, married and divorced by the time I was 22 and that was a really hard breakup um, I just kind of went for broke but I uh, was just really it was a tough one and so I decided to just explore everything and, and fix it and just dive in and I ended up getting into Buddhism and Taoism and then ended up, uh, meeting up with a uh, this tantric master who had moved to Seattle and so I did this intensive tantra training um, with him and, uh, and then an apprenticeship thereafter, and he taught me group facilitation as well as these individual connection techniques, and this sort of launched me on this path of um, loving connection as part of spiritual practice. Um, and so I began hosting men's groups, um, doing my own exploration, and, uh, and those, those men's groups were a big part of that. And so... Just through that, um, just hearing these guys' stories and wanting to, to help them more and, uh, and do more work, I, um, I began coaching um, and you know, supporting men and being, being the best versions of themselves. And, and a big part I think you mentioned is identifying some of those toxic cultural norms that uh, men are brought up with and finding ways to help these men move beyond that um, to be in a more wholehearted Compassionate but yet empowered space. Um, And I think that that's, I think you mentioned that already, is just that I feel like so our society will paint this false dichotomy where it's either, um, you know, alpha male, not respecting boundaries, um, very, you know, uh, confident, or you have this more feminine, metrosexual man who, um, you know, asks, to kiss you but isn't very um isn't very confident or sexy and that's really in my opinion and excuse my French but it's really bullshit um because <laughs> a good man right a good man it has integrity um he is absolutely honoring of the woman that he's with and he is absolutely full of his passion and his his lust for her um but yet completely grounded in in absolutely cherishing where she's at, and only moving forward with, you know, with complete uh, honoring, and and in relationship, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't shy away from taking the lead and making decisions, but he also is connected to his heart and able to feel and to connect in that deeper way. Oh. So.
0: You know, it's it's interesting. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing your story. Um, I always find it interesting. Twenty two. Wow, I have a daughter who's twenty two, <laughs> and right. um, I I mean, she she was in a relationship for three years with the man she thought she was going to marry, and now she she mm-hmm. doesn't even speak to him anymore. So it's lots can change when you're twenty two, and I certainly didn't I know, know myself early, very uh... well. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Oh. yeah but you know I love that you you explored how to do better and um in my group of women, they're always saying, Is there a sister is there like a brother a brotherhood somewhere of men who are doing this parallel work because we would love to meet mm. those men and I say, yes mm,
1: yeah yeah.
0: There are men like that, and I've I've actually interviewed Absolutely. several men who run men's groups, and I think it's it's a wonderful thing that the people who are trying to do better, especially in this confusing time that we live in, those are the people who succeed in life and love. And um, I think that the same energy we bring to work, it's got to be different when it comes to relationships, both for men and women, and you kind of touched yeah. on it a little bit here. Um, so the man who takes charge and he's, you know, he's, like, making all these decisions all day, the same with successful women, when you bring that energy to dating, um, then you can be controlling, you can be combative. So if you could elaborate a little bit on that, like, what is the harm of bringing your work self into the dating and relationship sphere?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's... Um...
1: Like you said, in our professional lives, the work culture requires us to be um, emotionally. Um, what's the word? I was just talking with a colleague about this. Um, sterile. The work uh-huh. environments are emotionally sterile. Um, we are we are pushed to be in our brains to, be, to think very rationally and logically, um, to problem solve. Um, and uh, now there's, there's those who will argue that actually work is more effective when you're more heart-centered in, in your workspace, um, but that tends to be the culture that we work in. Um, and that's really antithetical to the magic of connection because the magic of connection and relationship, it's, it's that, that indescribable chemistry It's that it's opening up our emotional world and allowing ourselves to connect on a level that's beyond that rational mind. Um, And for some people, it's just, we spend so much time in that rational mind that it's, we forget how to connect on that energetic emotional level. And And I think it's, for me it's more than just the emotional vulnerability because um, I feel like emotional vulnerability can imply sort of a weakness, right? It's vulnerability. Um, Mm -hmm. And more than that, I like to talk about just energetic awareness and energetic connection, right? When you feel someone's energy, right? You know, it's, Everyone talks about, you know, someone walks into a room who has a weird vibe or a good vibe, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can feel something. Well, you don't have to get too woo-woo on this, but you can sort of feel someone's energy. Um, and the more you're able to tap into that sense, the more you can connect with someone on that energetic level, which is, which is really where I believe the magic of relationship happens.
0: I agree with you, uh, and that's why it's so important to meet in person. So many people who meet yeah. online, they fall in love with a the profile. They, you know, exactly. I used to do this when <laughs> I first started dating. It's like, oh, my God, we're the perfect match. I, I once had a guy email me before meeting me and saying, you're the perfect woman for me. I have opera tickets, box seats for Friday night. You want to come? I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know you at all. <laughs> I've never met you, and I'm not going to sit in a box seat at an opera, even though I also hate opera. But that's another story. But um, right, oh. you know. So it's like making all these assumptions that oh my god, you straight on paper. Paper and yeah. person are not the same. So um, yeah, yeah, that that energetic and no matter how woo woo or not you are, what you're saying has is so true. We really need to connect on that emotional level, and I think when we first get to know people, we're, we're up in our heads, and we're guarded, and we're, we're afraid we're going to get hurt, and so um, so let's talk about what is consent culture, and what does it have to what we're talking about right now?
1: Yeah, it's relevant right now, I think, with the, the outburst of the Me Too posts. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, from my, my journey to discovering and working to build consent culture um, came through understanding some of what I call toxic masculine uh, cultural norms. And that's, you know, where men are told to man up and, and sort of repress their own emotions and, you know, be tough, don't cry. Um, and along with that sort of toxic masculine cultural norm is this sense that. That uh, women are sort of there for men, um, that they're that men, you know, deserve sex, um, or that uh, that men are kind of inherently predators and sort of boys will be boys, and um, and it's it's part of toxic masculine culture and it's what some people will call rape culture, and that uh-huh. is uh, a culture that creates the conditions for sexual abuse and boundary crossing to occur. Um, and it's, you know, there, we can talk about actual sexual abuse and rape, and that's, that's epidemic in this country. Um, and that's, very, that's a very charged subject. Um, and, but even before that, just simply, how well are we honoring each other's boundaries? And really moving forward in a way that feels safe and relaxed for everyone. And this is something that has been extremely powerful um, for me to have my awareness around this and how I'm training uh, men is is to have awareness of how epidemic this culture of sort of boundary crossing is, right, where, where men think that they just need to go in for the kiss and just go for it even if she, you know, persists a little bit or if she doesn't say no, then you just got to go for it, right, which is just it's very problematic. And learn to to have that awareness of where, you know, when is a woman relaxing and really ready to connect and when is, it, when is she not ready or when is that connection not quite there. And so, mm-hmm. for example, you know, I might... Um, was at a party recently, and I, I, asked, uh, I asked to sit down next to a woman. Um, who, we had been dancing and kind of chatted on the dance for a little bit, and I saw her sitting down, and I said, can I, can I sit down next to you? Um, and she said, yes, please. And she said, well, you know, I mean, you don't have to ask. Um, and I said, I know. Um, and she then she looked at me, and she said, you know, I, re- I really like that you did. Hmm. Um, and it's, I, I'm honoring that, you know, I'm this – I'm, I'm a I'm a very masculine, uh, sort of, somewhat like my energy is very out there and I'm tend to be aggressive or, and I'm just kind of a very masculine dude and so I want to acknowledge that that energy for me is um, could be unsettling for some people, um, and that as I engage with someone that I'm interested in, I want her to feel, to know absolutely that I completely cherish. Where she's at, and then I'm not going to push her into something that she, where she doesn't want to go. I'm not going to coerce her or or push her into a place that she's not ready to go to.
0: Hmm.
1: so that's that's a bit of a first level. Almost. I love that. Yeah,
0: um, yeah I, I I wrote about this for the Good Men Project about the importance of building trust and not pushing for sex too soon and i happen to have been going on a date with somebody who was in a big hurry to be physical Mm -hmm. and after our first meeting he sent me a text um what are you doing right now and (laughs) and it was like uh why do you want to know um no, well, I had some free time before I go off to New Jersey and was wondering if you want to come over to my place. And I was like, nope, that's not going to work for me. But I would yeah. love to see you for lunch or dinner sometime. So I was setting a boundary and letting him know, no, without making him feel ashamed. And we met yeah. for sushi the next day, and he sat next to me in the booth and kept touching me and kept saying, can I touch you here? Can I touch you here? And I kept saying, no, I don't know you that well and I don't feel safe with you yet (laughs) and I mean I was so blatant about it and he kept saying oh yeah no I totally get it totally totally respect that and then he never called me again because (laughs) I wasn't willing to be his booty call so um, Mm. I, I think you know it's important to set those boundaries and it's also important to do them with kindness so is there is there some way that you would recommend um, that people do that because I think what happens is often people become harsh and yeah. sort of demanding like get off me, don't touch me who do you think you are Yeah. Um, any kind of languaging that you would suggest around setting boundaries in terms of physical touch or you know pacing of a relationship
1: yeah first off In this, I want to acknowledge um, that uh, women out there are dealing with a uh, a difficult situation in that um, men are the ones who need to learn to have boundary awareness and energetic awareness, and uh, and so often in the consent conversation, it will tend to be teaching women how to say no more forcefully or how to – Uh, you know how to set their boundaries um, when really it needs to be men learning how to have that boundary awareness and how to relax and how to honor her sovereignty. So anytime I'm talking to women about this, I want to make sure that that's, that's absolutely clear is that it's not all the women's job is that it's absolutely the men's job. So that's first.
0: But Men are not always open to learning. So (laughs) I know, right. I think that's that's, that's right. Okay. So with
1: that said, I know, right.
0: With that said, <laughs> there's going to be
1: guys who are open to learning, and there's going to be guys who just don't get it, um, and mm-hmm. that's gonna, ha- you know, that's gonna be part of the vetting process and dating. Um, but I think, uh, you know, one of the things is that guys will, um, uh, will, you know, be sort of goal oriented, and and if you tell them that they're not going to get that goal, they might um, they might shut down a little bit, or they might. Um, even though they know it's they might take it personally or something like this. And I think this is often what you talked about of, you know, if you're too forceful, then they, they never call you again or, or, or they don't know how to deal with it. Um, Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I guess this is another thing that I've heard women, you know, my female friends talk to me about how they'll feel bad if they shut a guy down and then um, he feels hurt. And so mm-hmm. another thing that I want to make clear is that if you set your boundaries and he feels hurt about that, that's his issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Women
1: are not responsible for men's emotions.
0: Nope, for nope, anybody's emotions, but their own.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so but with that said, putting it in the context of this is how I like to be loved, putting it into the context of let's enjoy every step of this relationship. Um, this is what I found to be most successful is when the, in the, the relationship you're able to frame that consent discussion as one of getting the most out of every moment and enjoying the anticipation, Right. It's like uh-huh. uh hunger's the best seasoning as they say, right? in that you know, waiting to um to touch or waiting to have that physical contact or waiting to um to kiss that, that can actually build your enjoyment. Mhm.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so it's this it's sort of this context shift where it's understanding that men are gonna be goal oriented, right? And they're, they're thinking, okay, like I want to get that. I want to have sexual intimacy, right? it's So and another thing to keep in mind is just how um, part of a characteristic of toxic masculine culture is that men don't have enough physical contact in their lives. Um, this is mm-hmm. an epidemic in our society is that men don't get enough touch. Human beings need physical affection. And because of the homophobia and sexualization of human interaction, um, Men don't get enough human touch, and so they are starving. I think that's mm. really important to understand for anyone who wants to date uh, a man, especially heterosexual men. I think, actually, uh, uh, gay guys are are healthier in that there's, it's more accepted just to have human contact with men and women. Hmm. Interesting. So – yeah, that's, it's, it's an important thing to know. And I think that that's something that women often don't realize
0: um, is,
1: is how much these guys are starving. But if you can switch the context from like, you know, the men are like going for their goal because they're, they're really hungry, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's like instead of saying, no, I'm not going to let you get what you want. It's saying, let's enjoy the process. And let's enjoy just this, the the subtle process of getting to know each other. And it's not saying no, I won't let you touch me, or no, I won't be intimate with you. It's saying let's enjoy this first step of just having. What is it like to sit across from each other at the table? Can we enjoy just that moment? What is it like to make eye contact? And we enjoy just that moment. And this is a really powerful thing that women can do because they're inviting um, a man into this deeper energetic connection. And the Mm -hmm. same that women will be in their logical brain and with work, men are even more so, I think, in their logical brain with work because I think biologically men are better at disconnecting from their emotions. Whereas women are better okay. at connecting to their emotions, so this is this is a way that that a woman can invite him into more of that energetic connection of just saying, I wanna I wanna look at you in the eye. I wanna just I want you to be over there on the other side of the table, and I just wanna enjoy looking at you, and I want you to enjoy looking at me.
0: I love this. I think, right. you know, often we don't understand each other and women come to relationships expecting men to be hairy women and men come in expecting women to be just like them. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, and when you when you have the compassionate understanding that, okay, as women, we have that emotional connection, we have the ability to connect emotionally because we've been doing it our whole lives and that's how our brains are wired. And if if we're expecting men to just be able to do everything we can do, then first of all, that's ridiculous. And second, it creates mm-hmm. a disconnect and it creates anger. It creates um, assumptions um, yeah. that aren't true, you know. And so this is so important. I love that you're saying all this. Um, yeah, and I think
1: it's really important for women to understand that they are more skilled at emotional connection than men are. And with that in mind, it can be frustrating when a man doesn't know how to connect to his heart. And it's not, mm-hmm. that you know, sometimes maybe he refuses to open up emotionally, but I think most of the time men just don't know how. Yeah. And even me, you know, doing all the Tantra work that I do and the emotional um, coaching and relationship coaching that I do. Like my girlfriend still, she, I still, she teaches me how to connect more deeply to my heart. Hmm. She is my teacher. And I am so grateful when she's able to, to show me what it feels like and give me tips on how to drop in more deeply. And now we can learn from her. Yeah.
0: I'm sure you're teaching her
1: as well. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's other things where I'm, yeah, or I can teach her how to, I mean, no matter what it is, I mean, we're always, you know, teaching each other and, and helping lift each other up and and, and noticing how, how we can love ourselves more through loving each other more.
0: Hmm. That is the ideal, right? That's what everybody really wants is yeah. to be in a relationship where you feel lifted and yeah. you can rise up to be your better self and that that takes place in an environment of consent, compassion, courage, all the things that you teach yeah. um, so what? just as we as we come to an end, um, just wanted to get a little more clarity about embodied consent, and I don't think we've really touched on that very much
1: yeah yeah I mean and this is so embodied consent um, in addition to verbal consent um, I'm a huge fan of verbal consent if I'm on a first date or in the first you know few times of interacting or being intimate with a woman um, I'm going to use a lot of verbal consent Beyond that, there is that ener- that embodied consent that energetic awareness of am i like am I really a uh, a fuck yes for this right they like they say uh nothing less mm-hmm. than a fuck yes, yeah, and this is something where we might be going towards something, and maybe in our heads we're like oh yeah sure i I'd be game to do X, Y, or Z, or that sounds all right. Or, um, sure. You know, it's the third date. we could do this, but it's really checking in of like, okay, what do I actually want? Like, what am I feeling in this moment? What does my body want? Um, and, and being able to just be, have that awareness of your own body and what feels good. And also have the awareness of what's, what's present for the other person. And
0: hmm.
1: um, and being able to honor that uh, beyond just at the mental level of what you should or shouldn't do, um, and sometimes <laughs> this is only that I you know this is a, a huge part of my personal cultivation, something I teach men, and and I in general don't I I would not I don't tell men to try and go for sex on the first date or sometimes not even kissing on the first date, but just to to be aware of it. I there was one time with my current girlfriend where like the first night that we met like I kept taking it slow I kept checking in with my body and I would like notice her body and I'm like I know we just met a couple hours ago but it feels really safe to kiss you and she was you know and we had this amazing connection where she was like yeah it feels safe to kiss you too yeah. and within just a few hours of meeting each other we we kissed um because and we had that embodied consent, that energetic awareness, really tapping into that.
0: Hmm.
1: Other times, you know, it's, you know, I'm with an amazing woman who I think is awesome and who's gorgeous. Right. But just checking in with that, I'm like, well, you know, I don't, I don't know what I want to kiss yet, or I don't know if I want to go back to our place. Um,
0: So that's,
1: that's what I mean by embodied consent.
0: Okay. So it's like a like a deep intuitive feeling that you have in yeah. your body? And you're yeah. really checking in with yourself to make sure that you're on board and you're really it's it's a fuck yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nothing less um, than a fuck yes. So that's
0: yes, if, if it's a yes, it's that. a
1: yes. It's a no, it's a no, and if it's a maybe, it's a no. Right?
0: Yep. Yep. How many times have I said yes when I meant no in relationships with men? In my past, right. I mean, that, it was a horrible feeling. It's a really horrible feeling. Yeah. So yeah, if we can, if we can all be honest and really check in and and be in alignment with who we are, it's will uh, be a whole lot better for all of us. Um, this is this has been an amazing conversation, Galen. I really, I really love the Thank work you. that you're doing. Um, so yes, tell our audience how they can find out more about you and um, and what you have to offer them <laughs> yeah
1: um, well you can go to my website that's galen dating dot com um, my name is spelled g-a-l-e-n um, or uh, you can find me on facebook uh, that's where I tend to do most of my social posting and that's uh, galen erickson I think it, uh, like facebook slash galen dot erickson um, uh-huh. g-a-l-e-n erickson uh, c-k-s-o-n um, yeah. but also from my website there's links to my facebook profile so scaling dating coach is probably the easiest one to find me.
0: All right. Well, thank you again yeah. and keep doing this awesome work. And we should introduce your thank men's you. groups to my women's groups. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds great. Let's do it. All right. Bye. All,
0: Bye. All right. Sure. We'll keep doing that great work out in the world and thank uh you. thanks everybody for listening Likewise. today and I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a good one.